Welcome to Everyday Motherhood, the podcast that inspires you to pause, connect, and play every single day with your kids. The podcast that helps you anchor your days in self-care so you can be the best version of yourself and have more joy every single day. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am the founder and developer of Play for Life Moms. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to episode 16, where I'm going to talk all about my marathon that I ran on February 10th, 2019. If you asked me a year ago, I would have laughed at you. There was no way I thought I would be running a marathon anytime soon. I mean, I'm a mom to three kids, all under 13, and that means I need to drive them around to all their things. I often juggle parenting in solo mode because of my husband's military career. And I was sure that running a marathon wasn't going to be in the cards until my youngest, who's six, is at least, I don't know, 15. I have big goals someday of running a triathlon someday. And I figured I would need to run a marathon before I do an Ironman race. Okay, I said that really quietly, but I will say it again because I should claim it. I really want to do an iron distance race when my kids are late teenagers. I saw my husband do an iron distance race once and it was amazing. And I noticed that all the women that were doing it were significantly older than the men who were about all in their late 20s, the mid 30s. So my friend and I set a dream of doing an iron distance race someday, and I sure hope Catherine remembers. I am totally going to remind her when this podcast comes out. I'm going to send this to her and say, do you remember when we were watching Adam? Anyways, here we go. Let's talk about how I ended up doing my second marathon. So my first marathon was when I was 19. I took a PE class in college and that's how I started running. It wasn't for fun all the way, it was for college credit. Then I did a 5K and then I signed up like for the Chicago Marathon. I was 19, that seemed like the logical progression. Do a 5K, don't die, then sign up for a marathon. Convince your boyfriend at the time who's now my husband, to also train for the Chicago Marathon. And um, yeah, that's how it went. We didn't train well. We were silly. We were in college. And that's the end of that story. Now, six months ago, I moved to our new home. And I was looking on the message boards for our community And there was a post by a woman who said she was training and I could go meet them for a long run. And all I really wanted to do was to go for a run. I didn't care how fast or slow they were. I just wanted to figure out the roads in my neighborhood. 
So I think that that's a lot of how um, our big ideas work, right? Is that both motherhood and marathoning, the thing that keeps us going is finding community. So I never would have said yes to this marathon if it hadn't have been for a group of people that made my new house feel like home so quickly. Because every other week, we would get together and do a long run through my neighborhood. I learned so quickly all the street names. I learned about different flowers. I learned about which dogs I didn't want to see. Um, it really anchored me to our neighborhood faster than I've ever anchored to a neighborhood before. And that was because I covered every single road multiple times, but also because there's a shared suffering, right? It's like when you're at the grocery store and you have one of those toddlers that are having a tantrum and you see another mom who winks at you because she knows what that moment is like. So that's what I found right away. And that's why I said yes to doing a second marathon. That's the first way that motherhood and marathoning are like. You must have a group of people. You must seek out people that want to do this with you. It's too hard to go alone. There were some weeks that our group couldn't get together for our long runs. And those are the weeks that my pace really suffered. Those runs were filled with so much more mental anguish. I didn't have the camaraderie I needed. And now your motherhood friends don't have to be local. They can be online. They can be multi-generational. They can be friends from college that you can now mother together, um, but over distance. But you need to find people. It will make the long days easier so that you're not having the mental anguish alone. You need people that can say, me too. For running, I need those about, do your toenails look like mine? The second way this marathon training season really reminded me of motherhood was that for this marathon, my training partners and I used the Galloway method, which is where you very deliberately train with a timer and you run for a certain interval and then you walk. Let me repeat that again. So for the 26.2 mile marathon, I didn't run the whole thing. I did this Galloway method where I ran for a minute and a half to a minute and then I walked for 20 to 30 seconds. The recovery time I found when doing this was so much faster than the recovery of when I was 19. I didn't have all the aches and pains post-race that I did um, when I was 19, which was shocking, right? I, my life is so much more sleep-deprived than it was then. But this is like motherhood, right? Right? We can't go all out all the time. 
you have to know that you can sprint through parts of your day, but then you have to anchor it with self-care. This is why you will see me every day, almost every day on Instagram, talking about 60 second self-care. You have to, have to be able to know your limits. This isn't burnout. This is if you want to complete a job well done and feel good at the end, you have to be true to yourself and prioritize your rest. Okay, speaking of being true to yourself, marathon training and motherhood was very similar because I went and read all the things on the internet. I deep dived, right? I did lots of research, and then I realized that if I followed their training plans online, that I was going to mess up my running streak. And running every day has become a really important anchor to me. So just like you can't read every parenting book, you can't find every expert out there and follow exactly what you're saying, right? You have to be true to yourself and follow your intuition. I trained in a way that had me doing one mile, maybe two mile runs during the week, and then really focused on a long buildup with my long runs. And I didn't push my midweek runs. That is not how most marathon training works. Most marathon training builds up major midweek runs. I didn't do that. I was true to myself and I kept my small mile run every single day while building up one long run on the weekends. So this is your permission slip to free yourself from all the experts and to just focus on what you intuitively know what matters most and in motherhood to me that would mean focusing on connection 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 first now for the whole race report it was amazing i am so glad that my friend mickey talked me into doing the full marathon i'm glad that my husband and kids um, knew how important it was to me to, in this season, have a very specific project that was just for me. It felt so selfish so many times to um, leave everyone for four hours, five hours on a Saturday morning for some of those really big runs. But I came back a better person every single time. I came back as more vibrant and more true to myself. Not necessarily more patient, but overall a happier whole person. Okay, once again, back to race day. Um, we thought it was going to rain. So I dressed in layers. Last minute, I took off my long sleeve shirt and put it into my gear check bag. 
probably could have worn that long sleeve shirt the whole time. It did get hot around the half marathon point. But after that, the course was an out and back, which means you run for six and a half miles and then you turn around and run what you just ran. That was a hard stretch of running. It was near the Atlantic Ocean and there was a pretty significant breeze blowing and some mistiness. I could have used that shirt. Um, also, I could have used it because I wore a shirt that really, really chafed up my upper arms. And I tried my best to just ignore it during the race. I started the run with the five-hour pace group. And I didn't use my own timer or even turn on... Um, the volume on my phone so I could hear my own pace and that ended up being something that I regret for the race that the pace group went much faster than um, like almost a mile per minute faster for some stretches and that really um, hurt me in the long run but it was a good reminder to not give up that much power next time that I need to put up some more boundaries and really make sure that I'm doing it how I need to do and not get swept away with the crowd. So I kept going. At mile 21, I hit the wall and really wanted to stop. Um, but it, I literally had a moment where I was thinking about all of the natural labor I've gone through for my three children and how with the natural labor there's always a moment that I wanted to stop there and Adam would look at me and say well you can't you can't stop now like there's no way to end this um, that doesn't involve pushing out a baby and so that's what I reminded myself at mile 21 that there was no way to end this until I crossed the finish line and got a medal. And at that point, I just let myself slow down and remembered that sometimes slowing down makes you faster. So I gave myself permission to walk a little bit more and just really focused on noticing the people around me and thanking everyone. Then my friend Denny caught up to me and that was so exciting because it gave me that me too person again. And we ran the last four miles together and it was fantastic. And you shouldn't be surprised. I'm already considering what my next race might be. I probably want to run another half marathon. Those distances are really easy to train for. But... But if there's a great fall marathon, I might just do it. Okay, so today's self-care is to go for a walk run. I want you to look up Galloway Method and see if you can go on a walk run. There is a lot of variety of what your run-walk interval should be based on the pace you can do a mile. 
the slower your pace, the more you get to walk. And that's okay. Jeff Galloway was there at the marathon I did, and it was marathon number 232 for him. And I think he's 72 or 76 years old now. Um, totally impressive. And yes, I finished before him. So that, that felt good too. <laughs> Your play idea is to play a travel car game with your kids this week. While you're driving around town, I want you to come up with a family game. My kids are really enjoying the game, fortunately, unfortunately right now. It's perfect for that snarky, dark side, lemony snicket type tween. Um, the other game we play a lot of in the car is an estimating game where we guess how many lemon trees would fit into this truck or how many Hot Wheel cars could fit into this person's minivan. So there you go. If you are looking for other travel games, I want you to text 69922 with the word play in lowercase P-L-A-Y. So once again, you can text 69922 with the word play. You will not get your download instantaneously. I have to then send you a text message back personally in the system. And then you will get the link to download your travel games. I hope you enjoy them. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Thank you for listening. We are right around 3,000 downloads, probably above 3,000 downloads by the time you're listening to this. I am just amazed. So thank you. And thank you for taking the time to rate and share on Instagram. Thank you for, for helping build this community. Today's podcast is going to end with a poem that my friend Vanessa wrote me because I want you to know how I see running and how my everyday run is a huge part of why I can talk about play. Because research is play for me when I get to dive deep into all the research about play. But also taking the time to physically move every day is one of my favorite ways to play. And this poem is called She Runs. She runs. She shows up every day and she runs. She is inside and outside and she is running every day. No excuses, no matter what. She runs, she runs and prays. She runs and listens. She runs and sings. She runs and smiles. She runs for you. She runs for me. She runs for herself. She runs for those souls lost. Every day, she runs. And there's no stopping her. One foot, then the other. Pavement, treadmill, grass. Grounded. She runs. Every day. Every way. It's her play. It's her passion. You can feel it. You can see it. See her run. 
see her run. She runs. Isn't that poem just the best? Thank you again, Vanessa. Thanks for thinking of me and taking the time to write it. Okay, this is the end of this week's podcast. It's on the long side. I appreciate you listening all the way to the end. Thank you to Adam and Lincoln for this amazing music. Now, don't forget to go pause, connect, and play more. Go shower the world with all the love you have, but also shower yourself too. Have a great week. Bye. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.